What's up? I'm Joey, and this is the Owning It Podcast. After years of wearing a suit and tie, Joey C, Joey C, he said I've had enough of the litigating lie. Joey C, Joey C, and so he struck out on his own. He's a lawyer and a speaker and a business coach. This is Owning It with Joey C, trademarks, copyrights. Is going on everybody oh my gosh i could not be more excited for myself for Allie, and for everybody who's watching and tuning into the live stream the podcast when it goes out this is going to be such a powerful conversation and today we're going to be talking about showing up consistently on social media some pr tips and just getting out there and being more visible as a business owner because I know I've experienced, I know so many of my clients, my business owner friends have experienced that one of the hardest, most painful struggles as a business owner is what am I going to do to get the number of clients or customers that I want to get to hit these sales goals of mine? Mm -hmm. And there are so many ways and different strategies to do that. But I want to tell you guys a little story. A couple months ago, some of my good friends connected me with Allie. And since we connected, we've had an interview, a podcast episode for her show. And I just keep being so impressed by (laughs) Allie's story. I mean, she's got such an impressive background in terms of her own experience and the tips that she has, the way that she can break this complicated stuff down for all of us is just so helpful. So Allie, thank you for being here. And I just want to brag on you a little bit before we get started, because when I say visibility expert, I'm not joking around. (laughs) Allie is the owner of Fame and Fortune. She works with female entrepreneurs and maybe a few lucky men to elevate their brand. She formerly worked in PR for Amazon, Alltech, Kendra Scott, and the International SPA Association. She also produces and hosts a podcast called Selfish, a a show dedicated to self-care and following your dreams. She's also been featured and interviewed on, Allie, tell me more. (laughs) <laughs> like what was the big what was the big name again? Rachel Ray and Anderson Cooper and all within the same week. That's like the part that blows my mind. I mean, come on. Joey, you are such a good hype guy. Like thank you so much for that like such a nice in, uh intro for me. So thank you so much. I'm honored to be here in your presence and to be talking with you today. Well, I'm so excited. I'm I'm glad the feeling is mutual. You guys, look, I get it. I'm a lawyer. And I'm learning these business tips only because I'm surrounding myself with people like Allie. And let's talk about it. I know that in this topic of visibility, especially under Allie's umbrella of what she does and how she helps people, there's social media, which is a huge part of it. And then there's also things like public relations. So Allie and I spoke before going live, and I think we'll tackle it in that order. Allie, we'll get to your story about PR later, but talk to us about social media. I think we all know that it's important, but you talk a lot about consistency. Yeah, I think consistency is the unsexy answer that no one wants to hear uh, whenever they say, how do I be successful on social media? And it's consistency. I don't have 
a quick fix for you. Um, consistency requires you to show up on a regular basis and mm. deliver deliver value to your community. Um, I really preach the the three C's when it comes to social media, and that's consistency, clarity, and community. Mm. So it is that consistency, and consistency can be different for different people. I post three times a week on social media, but others may be able to do three times a day. And really, whatever that comes down to, that's where you need to start. So like whatever that consistency is, and then clarity is another piece that I, I feel is such a strong point to mention because people can be posting and they can post just random things and pretty pictures and witty captions. And they'd be like, I was posting, Allie, what do you mean? I've been very consistent. No, we need to be very, very clear on how people can work with you. Very, very clear on how they can purchase from you. If you're not delivering the basics, then they're tuning out, they're scrolling. You and I both know, Joey, that there is so much content out there to consume. We're never going to consume it all in one day. So what are we going to do to stop the scroll for our followers? And, and I think that final piece of community really plays into that because we need to build that community. And that starts with delivering value that they can't find elsewhere. Delivering value that they're looking at and going, if this is what she's giving me for free, what am I going to get when I pay you for her knowledge and her value? Those are the three things that I really feel like are the foundation to people that are struggling with social media. They kind of just are like, I've tried things. I don't know what's working. I don't know what to do. Those are the three C's to focus on moving forward. Mm, that's so good. And I think I love that you talked about being valuable because I think that that's something that Sometimes as business owners, as experts in our field, we can take that to an extreme that's not really helpful. Mm. Like myself and a lot of my lawyer friends, it's very easy for us to fall into a trap of talking about legal stuff in a way that is over the heads of people who have never really worked on a trademark or have never you know, done a personal injury case or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I love that idea of making it valuable to people, meeting them where they're at. Do you think that the solution to being more valuable in that way is to like, spend? and this might be a hard question to answer, but is it like a matter of spending more time to edit through your content to kind of write it how you would write it and then edit it to make it more kind of fourth grade level? Anybody can understand this. Mm -hmm. Here's the next step for people. Or is it a matter of almost like winging it with your content and not trying to be as much of a perfectionist, not trying to think that people in your industry are going to watch and judge your content? Yeah, I think we can often get stuck in this spiral of, you know, which one's more important. And yeah. if anybody's heard Gary Vee, you know, he comes out and says all the time, like, oh, we need to be posting 100 times a day. Yeah, that's not realistic. That scares people. And if they can't do 100 times a day, then they do zero. Mm. They, they say, oh, I can't do that. So I'm just not even going to try. I'm not going to even attempt anything. I definitely see the value in, in posting content as much as you can and eliminating that filter on us that keeps us 
from putting out content because we think, well, I need to have a professional edit this video mm. before it goes out. Or I should have my copywriter review this before it's posted. Those are things that are just keeping us from delivering the value to our community. Eliminating that filter that's holding you back and just let that content fly, let that value out and really make people wonder if this is what I'm getting now on social media, what am I getting at the next level? What am I getting at the paid level? Because mm. that's really where it comes back to, you could say the universe is thanking you for, for giving such good value um, out there. But I, I do think that is a struggle that a lot of people deal with. And knowing your audience, knowing what your message is, is really important. But don't let the the frilly, fancy tech things or ah. uh, th those things get in the way of, of getting out your message. That's so, that's so helpful to hear from someone like you to say it's okay. <laughs> I can't tell you how much money I've spent on things like fancy webcams and computers and lighting kits and things, and then realized that either they didn't work as well as I thought they would, or they worked great. And I'm like, oh, I don't need to be seen in that high definition anyways. Well, no, you, but you still, you can get those things, but then you still are stuck in the same rut of, I'm going to create one piece of content this week. Yeah. And, and so did it really solve your problem? No, it was just a solution in your mind that you felt like made up for your lack of getting content out there. Yeah. My team now knows to call me out because whenever I start talking about tech that I want, they're like, Joey, there's something that's on your to-do list that you don't want to do and you're using this to try and get out of it. Yes. We do that. Why do we do that? I don't know. I'm telling everybody now, stop it. <laughs> so let, let's talk about community too, because I think that it's getting easier across most social platforms to just kind of know, here's the engagement button you can click on. It can tell you your analytics or whatever it is. And so you can get a sense of like how your content is performing. But when it comes to community building and spending time engaging on social media, what are some like actionable, tangible things people can write down? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a little bit more clear than just like spend 30 minutes scrolling through Instagram and liking things. This is something you can start today. You know, most, most of the advice I'm giving, you know, you may want to set aside time to, to work through. This is something you can do as soon as this live is over. Um, you should spend more time engaging with your community than you are creating content. So I'll spend Gary V's uh, advice of creating a hundred pieces of content every day and say that actually isn't as important as the relationships you're building in the DMs, in the comments, in Facebook groups. That's where the magic is happening. Love so that. I love spending 15 minutes a day and I am very, very focused during those 15 minutes spending time mining Facebook groups for posts that I can provide value to. So that's the Facebook side. And then on the Instagram side, it's looking at those hashtags that I am posting to that I connect with and seeing where I can add value to others posts. I love that. Okay. And I want to get, I want to drill down on this some more because I think this is such a helpful tip. When you do this stuff, are you just logging into Facebook or Instagram or wherever and just knowing what to do, what groups to check out. Is there some like spreadsheet or fancy tool that just mm -hmm. has direct links to certain things so that you're more in and out quickly? 
So I've got, I'll have, I'll give you two options. So okay. the, the free option is, is something that I do where I have a folder on my browser and I save all of the Facebook groups that I feel I can provide value to. As a social media manager, a social media manager's Facebook group is probably not the best place for me because everybody there has somewhat of an expertise that I have. But there are other business groups and masterminds that I'm a part of that I am able to stand out and give my perspective. So that's the free option for you. And mm -hmm. ironically enough, Gary V has created a program called the Dollar 80, and it allows you to give your two cents on 90 posts a day. And it allows you to track specific hashtags and locations and profiles so that every day you can go in and easily go through mm. those posts. I mean, it's just, it's really simple to leave your comment, hit next, and it brings you up the next post rather than having to leave a comment, go back, scroll, find a post. It, that is a, it, it's very inexpensive. It is a paid tool though. Uh, but that allows you to mm. really be focused with your 15 minutes every day. That's so good. That's so helpful. And that's the dollar eighty strategy. Dollar eighty, yeah. So and he good. actually has a, a, a plug-in for your desktop to allow you to do that. And it'll space out the comments so uh Instagram doesn't flag you for spam too. So oh, that, nice. That's really <laughs> that is really, really helpful. Wow. I didn't know that. So okay. So we're talking about some good things here. We talked about consistency, clarity, community. Before we went live, we were talking about things that that you're hearing still that are pretty bad social mm -hmm. media pieces of advice. And one big one that you named was buying followers. Yeah. I really thought we had moved past the whole buying followers. Mm. Like I thought that was like something people did a few years ago and they have heard it enough that it's not a good uh, business practice. But if you are still considering it and it is still something that you are tempted to do, don't, don't do it. Uh, Instagram has already eliminated the like count for some profiles. So they are actually doing away with how many likes each post get so that it eliminates this fear of comparison, this you know, lack of engagement that you're like, oh, this is pointless. I'm not going to do it anymore. They may one day eliminate the follower count. So then what was the point of that? But I think yeah. more importantly, it decreases your engagement rate. And specifically for influencers out there that are wanting to build these brand partnerships, brands have gotten really, really smart on this. They are not focused on follower count. Mm. They are focused on engagement rate. They want to see how many followers you have and how many people are engaging on your content every time you post. That's what's going to be of value to them when they partner with you, give you free items, or even pay you to promote them. That's what they care about. Love that. And just to just to clarify the the engagement rate there, does that mean that, you know, I've got maybe over like 3000 followers on Instagram and let's say another person in my space maybe has 10,000 and and we're getting the same number of likes and comments on stuff. Yep, you have a much better engagement rate. Okay, so that means that it's it really is the rate there that people are paying attention to and not just yes. the number of engagements. I would say a 10% engagement rate is really kind of the standard that you want to shoot for. So if you you know, do have 3,000 followers and you're getting 300 likes on a mm. post, that's a really good rate. But it's very suspicious when you see somebody who has 30,000 followers and they're 
getting 300 likes. That's not so much the same. So, and that's interesting because I mean, celebrities aside, even like the bigger business owner accounts that I follow, it's tough to see entrepreneurs hundreds of likes on everything. And so there is, there's almost an advantage to keeping that follower account small but mighty because the bigger it gets, the harder it is to keep up that big rate. And there is kind of a catch-22 once you reach a certain level where people assume you have so many followers, they stop engaging with your content. They Mm -hmm. may consume it, but they stop engaging with it because they feel like they're just one in a million. Interesting. But but yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that keeping in mind that that follower count doesn't really give you anything more. And and just to your point, it's a false sense of, I have all these fans, I have all these people that I can convert into buyers when you don't. Mm, So good. So good. And a similar, I think, goal in the wrong direction that we talked about was this idea of like wanting to go viral. And you were telling me how some people, they have this idea in their mind of, like, what content can I create to go viral? And how can I focus on building that piece of content so it goes viral? And it's interesting because I think that I could see a temptation there, especially with something like Reels, to put a lot of time and effort and put on like a director hat to work on a Reel that you're hoping really pays off. It never fails. Whenever I'm working with a client and a post goes viral, they'll say that's the last post in the world that I thought would go viral. Wow. Like it never fails. And so many people do get stuck in that perfectionist syndrome that we talked about earlier that they feel like they have to put so much time and energy into this one thing because they're like, if I just keep putting energy into it, it will go viral. When actually the opposite happens. Mm. The more you're putting out content and the algorithm has more to work with, the more likely you are to go viral. So thinking about it in that mentality of let me deliver as much value as I can, that's when you're more likely to have something hit Then when you focus and focus and focus and you're putting that energy towards me, 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 what can I get out of this? I think the algorithm just knows. I mean, the algorithm's smart, but I think it really does know when we're out for ourselves rather than we're out to deliver content. Oh, that's so, that's so interesting. Yeah. I think it's easy to, to put blame on that algorithm sometimes (laughs) when it, I think it, it really is trying to accomplish a purpose of like reaching people authentically. They want to keep people on the app. That's yeah. the goal. They they want to keep people on the app. So if we're being very self-centered with our content, they can see right through it. Man. If you guys are liking these takeaways that Allie is sharing for free, then, and I'll talk about this more, but she's got a social media success kit that is crazy affordable. <laughs> it, it It's an amazing resource for anybody who, you know, wants to t- actually take steps around this. So Spencer Pearson says, it sounds like what you're saying is it's all about process and time. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that that's a really good way to think about it, Spencer, because when you think about it from this, I'll wait until I'm inspired to post something or I'll wait until I can get a really good selfie. And then that's when I'll I'll make a post. But if you actually just set aside time in your day and say, this is dedicated to marketing for myself. And then you create a process around it. You say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes 
going through and providing value to my community, and I'm going to spend 15 minutes creating a post or two. Those two things can become a routine that you get into that really will pay back over time. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of business owners, they love the sexiness around social media. But then when we talk about routines, it can feel like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. This is why I wanted to go out on my own. It's starting to feel more like a job and all this other stuff. One thing that I'm learning more and more is that marketing, it gets easier when you are thinking ahead and planning content weeks in advance, especially if you've got this crank over perfection mindset of let's just get stuff out there that we think is helpful. Is there a sense to like, hopefully trying to stay a week or two ahead instead of every day trying to think of what to say that's helpful with, with you and your clients? Yeah, the the biggest thing that I hear when I work with my clients, they're they're most often small business owners that typically have a brick and mortar and they wear a million hats. Mm. They are the sales associate out on the floor. They are the managers scheduling the other sales associates during the day. They are the finance person having to manage the books every day. They play so many different roles in their business that social media is one that they tend to let drop off because they may only get a few likes on a post and they think, well, that's not translating into sales. Why would I spend my time and energy on that? So I've developed with the social media success kit that you mentioned, this process where you can go in once a month and spend 30 minutes to create your content for the whole month. I do it every month. I've done it for the two years that I have. That's incredible. It's game changer. Even myself that I enjoy social media. This is a piece that I love. I still love the fact that I can set aside this time, create my content, have it scheduled and forget it and then truly look at it like oh i don't have to worry about that for a whole month i do think if if it's not something that you enjoy going into every day or even every other day i really encourage you to look at scheduling it out and i do this for every client i work with so it is possible in every industry to schedule out content i hear from people that say oh well i want fresh um you know current events and trending topics it is possible It is possible. So that's definitely a solution to anybody that is struggling with that idea that they have to to be in their social media every day. Yeah, that's so good. Because I also think that whether you're experiencing this on social media or like, let's say that you are an online course creator and you're launching something, it can often feel like your time creating content in real time is more valuable than like doing it in advance. Because yes. there's that kind of time disconnect between when you're working on it and when other people are seeing it that well, I just learned time and time again isn't really there. Joey, how often do we get on the app? And I will admit this all yeah. along. How often do we get on the app to make a post and then we scroll for 30 minutes and then we go, wait, what was I doing again? Right. And I'll right. exit out and then I'll go, oh my gosh, I was getting on there to make a post but I get sidetracked. If anything, I think not only is it a huge time saver because you're doing it in a batch content type of way, I think it's a huge way to keep you off the app to where you can be productive on the things Uh, that really matter. I, I love that you bring that up because it really blends in with the fact that you've got your podcast selfish 
I love asking people like you this question. Like, are there times when you delete apps on your phone or take a social media break? So I never delete the apps, but I do really focus on only creating content Monday through Friday. Okay. I'm, I'm a big proponent. I do a four, four day work week, so I don't work on Fridays, but I do still create content and schedule it out. But I, I'm just not on the app creating content, even posting stories. I do probably still scroll on the weekends, but uh, sure. that's the time where I'm not putting pressure on myself to make sure I'm sharing content on a regular basis. Yeah, I love that perspective. And I think that it's that there's a lifestyle advantage to a business owner having more peace of mind and clarity on the social media strategy. But there also is, and I know that you see this all the time with the types of clients that you work with, there's a, there's a business strategy to that as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And something that I'm learning over and over again in different ways is that the more my business can run without me, the more effective and valuable the business is. So hard to let go, but it's so true. Yeah. And I know that the marketing for a lot of business owners is like the one part of running the business they love. And they don't feel like they can give up. They're like, oh, yeah. how, how could somebody possibly replicate my voice? How could they yeah. possibly understand? And, you know, when you are working with a marketing professional that has done this for some of the biggest brands like Amazon, I, mm-hmm. you know, I've definitely been able to hone in on understanding voices for different industries, for different corporations, and being able to replicate that in the marketing. And I think that's the biggest piece that maybe people have been burned before because they didn't feel like that was was delivered in their content. But I think that's the biggest thing I pride myself on is I can truly take it off your plate and run with it and you never have to think twice about it. Yeah. And especially when you're going on vacation or whatever, you can feel like that's really time off. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How many people are, are wanting that? Like raise your hand. Right? <laughs> I know. Uh, there's, there's nothing worse than having business emergencies prevent you from having the type of vacation that you wanted to have. Yep. And I think we've all, anybody that's been in business for, for at least a year, you can probably think where a time or two of those have come up and yeah we have to think about what's really important at the end of the day. We didn't become business owners to work all the time. And um, most of us left corporate America because corporate America was working us too hard. So why are we leaving those corporate jobs to turn around and be that boss to ourselves? That's making us be a slave driver all the time. So I really do think that that is an important message you bring up, Joey. And that is what I try to deliver with selfish is, is really looking at how other entrepreneurs are practicing self care, because when you can hear from others, that they either do delete the apps on the weekends or they are always start their day with 30 minutes of meditation. It allows you to say, okay, I need to do this too. Like I need to start with this rat race and really pump the brakes and focus on me. So good. Okay. Again, you guys, the social media success kit, I'll make sure that I share information about that resource. It's like what? Under $30. $27. My goodness. So yeah, I'll share that link in the comments and the show notes and things like that. Everybody should check that out. Let's shift the conversation uh, quickly to visibility because I know that that is really where Allie shines. Um, and I want to respect Allie's time as well. Allie, but let, let's start with the story here. 
you had two back-to-back interviews that were huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It honestly, Joey, I tell people it'll never happen again. So I am fine. Uh, promoting it and and talking about it all day long. But in all reality, I started Fame and Fortune because I wanted to help small business owners gain that media attention that I had helped some of the biggest brands in the world uh, attain. And so I said, well, what best way to show what I can do than to do it for myself? Mm -hmm. And so I was able to appear on the Rachel Ray show and Anderson Cooper within a week of each other. And um, it it was truly amazing opportunities. But that just goes to show that if I can get on Rachel Ray Mm -hmm. and Anderson Cooper, so can you. And it truly is something that I think so many people think never my wildest dreams would that happen. But it really is closer than you think. Mm. Okay. So walk us through the typical client that you work with. What's the kind of visibility that they tend to have before they become a good candidate to work with you? And then what do you take them through? I really tell people to start with that low hanging fruit. Uh, the, The month that I started Fame and Fortune, I reached out to my local paper and just said, I'm starting this business. I'm a hometown girl. And they did a feature on me and I was able to get some of my very first clients from this newspaper article. Now, granted, it was on the front page of the of the small town Mm. Shelbyville paper. But, you know, those are the kind of things that I think small business owners often overlook. They're like, oh, I don't need to reach out to them. It's just my small hometown paper. When all reality, they're looking for ways to feature their Mm. And they're looking for those success stories. And if you can get a client or two out of it, even better, really allowing you all to to look at those media outlets that you may have a connection with or could easily build that connection and really just share your story. Maybe it's an anniversary for your business and say, this is the shift that I made during COVID and I'm now thriving more than ever before. Mm. Those are stories that your local papers, local radio stations, local TV stations, they want to tell. Mm. I, I love this because I think so many entrepreneurs, especially coaches, consultants, course creators, when we hear visibility, especially after COVID or during COVID, wherever we're at now, there's this sense that visibility means summits, podcast guests, and you know maybe speaking at a conference, maybe getting invited to do a private training for with someone's group, and that can all be great. But I, I love that you started with this idea of like I don't want to say the real world, but like geographic, local publications, because I think sometimes it can feel like what we do in our world is so foreign that like who outside of, you know, the people that know Gary V would be interested in the types of businesses that we're building. So that's really where it, to me, it's the grassroots efforts mm. and the political campaigns I've worked on. These are the same tactics they use mm. on uses grassroots efforts. So I can tell you that's where I really like to get started because the, some of the biggest players out there are using these same tactics. They're no longer looking to get on CNN and be able to tell their stories to the masses. They're looking to find those, those hometown papers that 
every single person in their hometown gets a copy of it in their mailbox every Wednesday. And mm. you better believe we all look through it and we all still read the articles in those papers. But, you know, we may also be scrolling on our phones when CNN's on. So am I really paying attention or am I really giving the value to those smaller niche publications and outlets? So I think there's, there's a little bit of something there that I think a lot of people just happen to overlook. Allie, would it be okay if I gave people just like a sneak peek of what it would be like to work with you? Absolutely. And I, I promise to respect the scope here, but imagine for like three minutes that we were working together and you were like, Joey, you've got this cool story of building a law firm, working with people that you like, building a team quickly so that a lot of parts can run without you. And where can we tell the story? Mm -hmm. Because again, the perfectionist in me is thinking, okay, there are these options of I can somehow get connected with like, like the alumni organizations of a college or a law school or a bar association, or, you know, I live here in Chicago, but I'm from St. Louis. Is one of those like the right answer? Is there like a good first option that we should start with? Should I try and just send a bunch of emails to all of those people and see what can happen? All of the above. Okay. <laughs> so really where I like to start, it, PR does not happen overnight. Uh, social media is something that you can control and you can deliver out, you can put out a piece of content in the next 10 minutes, but PR definitely does not happen overnight and it is a relationship process. I think it really comes back to what is that content of value that you can deliver. So mm. what, what for those outlets are they going to want their listeners, readers, viewers to absorb and go, wow, I'm so glad that CNN had Joey on because that was the kind of content I needed to hear. Mm. So as you can guess, the content and the value that you can give on CNN is going to be very different from your alumni college magazine. Yeah. So thinking through the audience and thinking about it, what can you give to their audience mm. more than what is all about you? Everybody yeah. Say, oh, I have this really cool story, so I need to tell it. Yeah, it's not about that. It's what mm. is the lesson that came from that story that the your college alumni magazine is going to care about. That their their viewers, their readers are going to say, "Wow!" You know, if anything, it allows them to connect with you on a different level because they're going to say, "Joey's giving me exactly what I needed." Yeah, it to be this this crazy off the wall topic, but that's really where I think most people jump to that, oh, I have a cool story to tell, I need to tell it, when really we got to come back to square one and say, yeah. what is the value they're going to care about? Well, and I want to peel a couple layers back on this, and I hope that it's helpful for people who are tuning in, because I think that, at least for me, when I'm starting to look at, at some of these options, I feel like the, the value that I add will either result in potential clients seeing it and wanting to reach out, or potential referral partners who like with the, the law magazine, alumni magazine, they could be like, oh, that's a cool story. I should connect with this guy. And if anybody ever comes to me wanting trademark help, like that's who I can send them to. Mm -hmm. And I think depending on where you're at, you might want to emphasize 
one of those directions more than the other, but I think both are potentially really strong visibility opportunities. And really with either, with any, with any PR opportunities, you're building credibility and you're building authority. Mm. Well, you know, so many people want those logos that they can put on a banner on their website to say, as seen in and have that list that definitely is an authority builder, Uh, but it also gives you credibility in your subject. And so many of the big players out there, the big media outlets that everybody wants to be on, they require you to have appeared in smaller outlets and smaller Mm. Interesting. I don't want somebody that's fresh uh, and and never been on a TV interview before. They want to see links where you have appeared on all of your local TV stations and given those interviews before they'll even consider you. Yeah, so there's I, a stepping stepping process to it. I I love this because it's clarifying for me that visibility it might result in some overnight success and new clients. But the way you're talking about it makes it sound like it really is a long-term strategy that does nothing but help your business over time. And I love that we're talking about it after social media for that reason, because I think a lot of business owners can fall into what we think we see other business owners doing where they're featured on some magazine somewhere. And then the next post is them talking about how they made like seven figures that year. And it's like, oh, once I get on this thing, then sales will just come. I'm starting to gain more and more, I think, awareness and respect for this Mm -hmm. idea of like the immediate consequence that we're looking for to see if the visibility campaign was successful wasn't just that it helped you in your sales goal the month after. Right. And I think that is definitely a goal for most business owners is they do want to see a correlation between sales and the the energy and the effort that they're putting and the time and, and money that they're putting into yeah. these activities. But when you think about it, it really is a process that you have to have a good foundation. And people ask me, what should I focus on first, social media or PR? And it's, mm. well, some outlets don't want to feature you until you have a certain number of social media followers, even though we talked about how that's not as important anymore. And sometimes you're going to gain social media followers from being on these outlets. I've seen clients go on a morning show that lasts a three minute interview and they've gained 5,000 followers overnight. Oh you know, it just, those kind of things happen. So that's really a chicken and an egg thing. Like you really have to be working at both at the same time, because as you're delivering content and building your own platform, you're appearing on other people's platforms and broadening your community and your audience that way. Man, so helpful. So helpful. Well, again, Allie, thank you so much for your time today. This has been such a really great conversation. Again, I'll make the social media success kit available for everybody uh, who wants to check that out. Again, you can get it for $27, which is nuts. (laughs) Um, And I love that Allie has just poured so much of her wisdom and lessons learned into that one resource. We were talking earlier about how I just think that that's great, that like you don't have to buy a gazillion things from Allie and piece this together. It's all there for you in one resource. In terms of the PR side and working with you to help with that, can you just talk really quickly about like what your availability is like? if anyone's interested, what it's like to connect with you and see if you'd be a good fit. Yeah. Um, 
my website is IWantFameFortune.com. And the, I would say the best way is to go on there and schedule a call with me. Let's talk through your goals and where you are in your publicity and visibility process and strategy. And we'll see if, you know, if it's the right fit to work together. But I am honored that you had me on, Joey. And I'm so appreciative that you're taking the time to share and pour into others with these topics and these these solutions to grow their business because it's it's so important and I'm really thrilled that we had the chance to talk about it today. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, I know you guys. The the link <laughs> is coming, and I'm and yeah, Spencer. He asked about a podcast link. This will be repurposed into a podcast, so you can go to joeycvitali.com/podcast. That'll take you to the podcast. I think. Uh, if not, then we'll figure it out, Spencer. I'll let you know. And then this will get uh, repurposed into that podcast uh, in the next week or two. There is going to be a rebrand of the podcast. Uh, fun. Uh, so for the past year, the podcast has been called Owning It. We are now rebranding the podcast to match this show, which is the Business Growth Advantage. Love. And Allie, thank you again. Yeah, the, the whole point of this ongoing series is... I feel like I've talked for a long time about the legal stuff and I'm, I'm thankful and honored to uh, have had people's attention uh, and interest in talking about that because I really want to help people protect their brands. But I know the work that you do is what people really want to talk about. And so I'm excited to share. It all works hand in hand, Joey. It all, it, it all works hand in hand. So um, you, you are doing amazing work, but I, I'm, thrilled and honored that we have a chance to to share about that today. Oh, thanks. I, I am too. Well, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. That's it for this week. I'll see you guys next Wednesday at 12 Central. Bye, everybody. All right. Has this episode motivated you to take some action on the legal side? Well, good. Here's a great next step for you. I've put together a free legal training that people have legit been raving about. I just got a DM telling me that this was the best legal presentation they've ever seen. Yes, you heard that right. Best legal presentation ever. Okay, maybe that's a pretty low bar, but hey, I'll take it. And another person told me that they've never really had a lawyer who they trusted to recommend to their business friends. But after watching this training, now they know that I'm their go-to guy. So if you're ready to stop being overwhelmed by all the legal stuff, you are going to freaking love this training. Check it out at joeycvitali.com slash trademark, or just click on the link in the show notes. This is owning it. Thanks for listening to Owning It with me, Joey C. Vitale. If you like the show and want to know more, check out joeycvitale.com. And I'm all about spreading those golden legal nuggets. So leave a review and let me know which golden nuggets you picked up from this episode. All right, see you next time. If you want to own-